Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I come to work with two hands every day and I'm trying to bless somebody. We better be in Florida. It better be sunny. And there better be some sort of fruity drink involved. With Matt Harmon. It seems like you know ball the way you talk, so. <laughs> Thank you. Someone clip that. You can get on a podcast. You can get online. You can argue with the clouds. You can argue with the, with the Russian bots. Don't care. It's Wednesday, November 2nd, and that means it's time for another awesome episode of Eckler's Edge. Joining me, obviously, as always, is L.A. Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Austin, what's going on, buddy? How was the Chargers Halloween party you so clearly told me last episode I was not welcome at? <laughs> for obvious reasons, right? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, no, it was great. It was a good little get-together. There's actually – there's two of them, actually. So I was uh, – Double dipping in the costume category. Mm. Um, I was a pirate for the first one. I, I don't know if that's a good pirate impersonation. Probably Solid. not. But uh, Solid. <laughs> and then, yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, and then at the second one, I was a pilot um, inspired by uh, the movie Top Gun. Top Gun, yes. Yeah, shout out to my lady for setting it up. But I actually showed up, and then there was two other inspirations from top gun so uh we were the recruits coming in for the new mission so i guess yeah that was a good time though hanging out with the boys uh in a little bit less stressful environment you know how about yourself any festivities you got into how was the pylon costume i uh, saw last week that we put you in a pylon um <laughs> in the episode <laughs> yeah uh the wonderful uh editors uh of the show put me into uh photoshop me onto a pylon which was the only time i was a pylon by the way like not exactly just an easy costume to just find on the internet like yeah. a, a pylon or whatever but i did go on sunday morning on ffl uh as ash ketchum even though uh my wife ditched me for pass now candy on Monday night to teach a double at the yoga studio. She had a great uh, Sailor Moon sort of costume that was she could teach in and all that stuff. So she was great with that. I did my Ash Ketchum thing by myself. I was not going to take an L on the costume. And honestly, like all I did was just cut off the sleeves of a jean jacket I had and wore like his hat. And I was like, you know what? I would wear this like unironically normally, like a cut off jean jacket. I look pretty, I look pretty cool. I thought it was good. And last night we nice. had a bunch of, we had a bunch of trick or treaters. I was out there with my big, uh, Home Depot bucket full of candy and got completely cleaned out. I mean, totally cleaned good. out here. That's what it's about. Hey, you're creating memories for the little ones. That's what Halloween, I feel like, is really about. So good stuff, man. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. My neighbors next door who are big Chargers fans, they were uh they were dressed up as astronauts and they were my first trick or treaters. Those two, they were uh they they love nice. you, dude. So uh, it's pretty cool. I haven't actually told them okay. that I host this show with you yet, though. So, um, ah, you know, I'm not trying. Ah. I'm not trying to name drop, though. You know what I mean? That's like a little too much <laughs> on, on my end. But uh, before we jump into the meat of the show, uh, before we have we have a packed show today, awesome. We got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. But I did want to pick your brain about what's probably the biggest buzziest topic in the fantasy football world uh, after Tony Pollard's like eruption performance against the Chicago bears. Cause this has sort of been a debate that's brewing. been brewing for years. Like is Tony Pollard better than Ezekiel Elliott? Um, you know, because uh, you know, this in fantasy football, everybody always loves the backup running back. Everybody always wants to know who the backup running back is, but you know, Pollard goes out there without Zeke Elliott and really dices up the Chicago Bears. And I've usually been one, Austin, to kind of defend Zeke as like a grinder back and a guy who's really good in pass protection. But I'm curious as to your thoughts about, you know, how good is Tony Pollard and like the, kind of the tandem that they have there? Yeah, I think Tony, you know, could definitely start on most teams. You know, if, if he was competing in a room, he'd probably be starting in a lot of places. Uh, I think it's become more apparent lately um, as he's been getting a little bit more reps, getting a little bit older. Um, but he's had that that tandem with Zeke. And, and in my opinion, I feel like that's the one of the best situations to be in as a running back because mm-hmm. that not only allows you to save your body, but you feel fresh at the end of the year. And guess what? Now you have a different flow of backs that go in and you're, you're different from whoever you're you know paired up with, um, similar to me and Melvin. And so I think there's there's – things that add to your game and help you be more successful when you have a tandem like that. But, you know, Zeke, you know, he's got that massive contract. You cannot get away from that. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, that has to, that plays a factor within, you know, him getting his playing time. And, you know, it's his been his spot for a while and he's been, he's been, you know, doing his thing and he's been playing consistent. As you said, you know, he's been that grinder back and you still continue to see that, you know, t- this year, uh, obviously, you know, he got a little banged up. Um, and so, that's another, you know, uh, benefit, you know, not to, uh, I guess, to Zeke, but to the team, right, is to have two backs that can get it done, right? Um, especially at our position, because we do get banged up so much compared to other positions. So for me, you know, who should be smart, who should not? To me, I feel like they're both the starters. Like, whoever goes out there first, like, it, I feel like that really doesn't matter because they're both going to get their touches, right? They're both very, you know, efficient with the ball and have their own uh, playmaking ability. Um, and I was a fan of Tony Parlo too. I drafted him a couple of my leagues um, oh, nice. er- earlier on, earlier on, because I knew, like, this guy is, you know, he's emerging. He reminded me of myself, right? He's going to be one of those guys that makes an impact. And if they can't, if the Zeke's still balling and Zeke's still healthy, they're going to find a way to get Tony on the field to try to put the ball in his hands, whether it's in the slot, whether it's in the backfield. So uh, I'm definitely a fan. Yeah, I feel like we'll see more and more of Tony Pollard as the season goes on. Because like last, I've always kind of thought like maybe he doesn't bring this like in between the tackles juice that we see from from like Zeke Elliott stuff like that. But man, against Chicago Bears, like he was bringing juice in between the tackles and ripping big plays uh, there as well. So I think we'll see more of Tony Pollard. So good draft pick by you and a really good running back tandem uh, by the Dallas Cowboys there. Let's move into as the AFC West turns. Austin, we're here at like kind of the midway point of the season, man, and. I would say that so far, the excitement of the AFC West, there's been some good games, but two of the teams in division losing record, you know, I would say Broncos and Raiders have not lived up to the excitement. You guys are four and three, Chiefs are five and two. So what's the state of the union on this division right now that 
Um, it comes back to what you said the, at the beginning of the year, like paper doesn't play football. You guys play football. And so far on paper, this looked like, you know, fireworks every single week for all these teams it really hasn't been the case so far. Yeah, man. You know, it just reminded me of just the beginning of the season when we were talking like AFC West, like, oh, you know, maybe four, you know, or the, maybe the best division was stated out there, you know, that's ever played right. Or ever been, uh, you know, yeah. in the league so far. And then, you actually play the game, which you have to wait, right? All this hype, this anticipation is great for, you know, preseason and, you know, oh, let's see how it plays out. But then when you actually play the game, right, it's going to tell the real story, right? You know, actions speak louder than words. You know, it goes back to that saying. It's like, yeah, even us, even us as the Chargers, you know, we're not, I would say, living up to our hype as well either. Um, you know, we've been up and down, up and down, like just trying to get it figured out, trying to stay consistent. And... You know, all of us are trying to find some consistency. And I think the only team that really has thus far is the Chiefs. Um, and so, you know, it's it's been the same type of uh, atmosphere as everyone's trying to chase that number one spot. And if they're going to be the most consistent, guess what? They're going to stay at the top until we figure it out. So that's the state we're in right now. And the the more inconsistent you are, the worse you're going to look, right? And that's, <laughs> right. that's, how, that's how the NFL plays out. Yeah, for sure. I, I think the Broncos and Raiders, too, are kind of victims of change, victims of instability in some ways, maybe not inconsistent, but definitely instability Um, in that the Raiders have a whole new coaching staff, a whole new front office, stuff like that. And same thing with the Broncos, brand, all new coaches that have never done this before, like at least Josh McDaniels, you know, he's he's been a head coach before he did, didn't go very well, but he has been a head coach before Um, Nathaniel Hackett, brand new head coach, Russell Wilson, new to the team. It just feels like we all and we totally do this as outsiders. So I'm going to I'm going to cop to this. Right. Like not not the guys on the field, not the guys in the locker room, like sort of put the cart before the horse sometimes where it's like you get all excited about these teams. We actually have no idea how this is going to play out just because guys have been good before in different places. Doesn't mean it's just going to translate over to a new new place. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm always like. Yeah, everyone calm down, you know, especially even even in the fantasy world, like we, with my performance at the beginning of the year, everyone's like, Austin, why are you not doing X, Y, Z? Well, it's like, this is a whole new year. Yeah. I got to find my identity. I got to see how I'm going to be used, how I'm going to be playing. Like, where's my efficiency going to, you know, be? Where am I going to get my touches and things like that? Like, let me get into a rhythm here. Like, let me get started. You know, nothing's even happened yet We're in preseason. All this anticipation, like I'm going to come out, be number one right out the gate. And so, you know, I've worked my way back up to it. Um, yes, but you have. Th things don't just come out and like, like it's just like life, right? Like we keep relating stuff back to life. It's just like life. Like you have this anticipation, but until you actually put things in motion. And a lot of times when you do, there's going to be factors that you didn't account for, you know, whether it's especially like football, whether it's injuries, whether it's someone not playing up to the standard that we expected, like all of these different things, draft picks that maybe, you know, didn't pan out for you, you know, players that, you know, maybe are playing more better than you expected. Like all these different factors you said, like you said, the coaches, really, it's not an excuse for any team because we all have to go out there and try to do our best, but it, there's factors that play into how good we're going to be on Sundays. And that's what really matters for us. How good can you be on Sunday? Not who you have on your team, because that could be different. You can have the better team on paper, but go out there on Sunday. And if you're not consistent or you have turnovers, guess what? You're probably going to lose that game. Yeah. And clarity about your identity too, I think is a big deal with all of these teams. Like the Chiefs, I think, have the mo they obviously have the most stability because they've had the same quarterback for a long time. They've had the same head coach, who's a great head coach, and Andy Reid for years and years and years. And even though they lost a big piece in Tyree Kill, it's like they're still by 
EPA, by, you know, multiple stats. They're still the best offense in the NFL. So they've got a clear picture of their identity. But you guys are only you're four and three. Like you're still well in the hunt for this thing. Yeah, we're four and three. But if you look at our games and the games we won, they are very very hard <laughs> like the games yeah. were are like right down to the wire last game like the it could go either way type of game right like if someone misses a kick or someone makes a kick like the browns game for instance if they make a game winner we lose like we lose that game right you know if we go back to the um the broncos game if we don't get a you know a, a fumbled punt in overtime we Probably tie in that game because no right. offense could do anything, right? And so the games that we're winning are tough, rugged. Not saying that it's not a win. Like I'm, I'll still take every single win. But if you look at the Chiefs, right, we're getting they're getting multi-score wins, right? They're they're not making it close games, right? That's where you like to be. Like to be where you're consistent. You can play. You don't play to the level of of your opponent, right? You play to your standard. Um, and we're still trying to figure out how we can get back to having these games where we can continue. And for whatever reason, like. This year and last year, I feel like it was like that last year too. We didn't really have a lot of games where it was like, man, we just like blew that team out. Um, and so, you know, it's it's the ups and downs that I love about football, but it's also the things that make it stressful at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like your stress level, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, like your stress level is a little higher right now than it probably was when we first started doing this show, you know, because you're in the middle of it, you're in the thick of it, and it's it's not just cruising. Like you said, it's been... The, you're right, dude. These wins with the Chargers, they've been it's, all wins are good. But my God, like even watching yeah. them as, as like somebody that's supporting you this year, being like, let's go. Like, this is my guy. Like, let's let's yeah. let's get this done. Chargers. It's like, man, this is a stressful operation here. <laughs> you're telling me I'm out there on the field, man. <laughs> even the Texans game when we're up by like 20, like 21 points. It came back and they were down one score all of a sudden. It's like, uh, guys, like, come on, you know, um, but man, like. It's just being in the moment, being it. There's so much pressure that's put on us to perform, right? You see all these trades happening that are going crazy. Like people are getting moved around teams. Like there's pressure, right? If you're not playing well, guess what? Things are going to happen. Coaches are going to make changes. People are going to get new opportunities, right? Like you have to perform. Um, and so, like I said, it's one of the reasons why I love this industry is because I like I feel like I'm built for that. Like I want that. Like I'm seeking that pressure. That's why I have so many different responsibilities outside of football because I I love to feel the pressure. The Austin, this relies on you to play well or you to perform well or you to execute or your brain or your connection, some type of value that I have my in my life. It relies on that, whatever that result is. And in the football sense, it's it's my brain, it's my leadership, and it's you know my physical you know attributes. So. Uh, I love the environment. I love it. And uh, it's great. It's great. It's great to come on here. I appreciate that. I love this topic. This is great because it gets into the things that I'm truly passionate about. Well, I just love knowing like what like what guy's mindset is, because, you know, it's so easy to just look at stats. It's easy to look at that, you know, all that type of stuff. But you guys are real human beings out there doing something that's frustrating. You know, that's hard, especially if you're not playing well as an individual. You know, take the team out of it. If you're not playing well as an individual, you know there's you know they're looking at you and you know that they know that you're not playing well as well, right? The team knows, like everybody knows, like we need you to step up. Like, uh, and there's that pressure that's put on you because you're not only talking, you know, for the team, you're talking for like contract sake, for your longevity in the NFL, for you. Cause if you're not playing well, guess what the team's doing? whether you know or not, they're trying to find someone to replace you. Like they want someone else who's gonna play better than you. That's that's what I say every single year. It's like, look. It's the organization's job to replace me. It's my job to show that I don't need, I don't deserve to be pl- replaced, right? And so, 
it's it's the tug of war the tug of war that you see right you know and there's so many factors that play into it whether you're playing well or your age or they don't want to pay you or they do want to pay you they like your style they don't like your style you get along with the coaches you don't get along with the coaches all of these things that play a factor to it you're playing well you're not what's your capabilities man what a game what yeah, a what a game. What a stressful, <laughs> what a stressful environment. But uh, that brings out the best in people, I think, for sure. You know, stressful environments, hardships and everything. That's where you really find out who you are as a team and as an individual. I think you clearly have a identity of who you are and, and everything. And it, it, it shows in your play, man. That's why you're the number one back in fantasy. That's why you've been crushing. And hopefully uh, the Chargers can continue to continue to make the season a good one, man, despite all the injuries. And I think that's got to be the most frustrating part for the dude, not not even just you guys who are still out there playing, but like the dudes who get hurt. It's and, and I know like some we talk about the toxicity all the time. You know, some folks on the outside, dog guys who don't play through injuries or oh you're you're hurt this that and the other. It's like you know who the most frustrated person is about that injury. It's got to be the person who's dealing with it because like I right. want to be out there, I want to be performing my best, but right. I physically cannot do it. And you've been there yeah. before. Yeah, no, none of us want to be hurt. We put in so much time during the off season, so much time during training camp, grinding through so that we can play the season, right? We're not like being hurt is the worst because then you see your team, especially if your team's struggling, almost if your team's doing well too, like you're just like, you feel like you're missing out. You feel like you can't help, right? You just feel helpless, right? I, I remember when I blew up my hamstring, just watching games, man, I get so mad. I started doing push-ups in the living room. Like I'm just, <laughs> I was literally so frustrated, man. I'm just doing push-ups because I'm just like, come on like I would just have blown off steam watching these games because I'm like my team needs me out there and then you you go to you go to like all this training and you go to all this physical therapy you're doing all these different things but like you're like inching back right you feel like you're putting so much time into inching back right and it's so yeah. frustrating because you're getting impatient and that's why we, we tell guys all the time especially soft tissue like don't rush it back like because if you have a setback then that's a couple more weeks so, uh, yeah, injury is definitely the worst part of sports for sure. Yeah, I, I love this to talk about mindset and, and everything like that. And let's move into our mailbag segment, Austin. Uh, we we got one question today, but we also have uh, – I want to follow up on something that, that we talked about a little bit last week before we get out of here. Uh, uh, again, people, we light on the mailbag this week. Ask Austin at yahoosports.com. Bring those questions in there. Uh, maybe we'll get your your social uh, media involved as well in a future episode so we can get some good for questions sure. for you, Austin. But um, you can send in your emails, your written, video, whatever, audio. Austin will answer any question you have on a future episode. If it pertains to me, I guess I'll chime in as well. So let's dive into the one we got this week. I, I just think it's funny to revisit this trade because at the time, this probably felt good. Right now, it definitely probably does not feel so good for this uh, person, Dennis, who sent this in. Hey, Austin and Matt, love the show. It's super rad to hear you both talk about fantasy football along with the recap of the week. I regrettably traded you, Austin, for Debo Samuel when Trey Lance got injured, thinking he would have the same output as last year. But listening to your show definitely makes it easy to be a fan of yours in fantasy football in general and hoping for success in all your future endeavors. Wow. Why, why would you trade me? <laughs> well, I want to know what week he did trade me because if it was in the first three weeks, then he was like, "Oh." Well, if it was when if it was when Trey Lance got injured, he got hurt in week two. So, um, okay, yeah, after okay. week two, yeah. So, yeah, I could see you giving making an argument for me getting traded then on because um, I didn't I didn't get in the end zone. I mean, I think I scored. I don't know, 15 or and nine points. One of those, I think, I don't know. It wasn't up to my standard of last year's play, which as we know, you know, doesn't necessarily mean anything, but um, 
yeah, if you made a move that early, guess what? You're, you're going to eventually see how it plays out, right? Like, especially that early in the season when nothing's really been established. Offenses and defense are still still trying to get settled into, you know, their, their rhythm and everything like that. But yeah, obviously that's not playing out for you right now. Like, I feel like, how do you trade me where I'm like very like into fantasy? I'm giving you updates. Like, <laughs> like man, I'm, I'm the guy that's like, oh, what player does, you know, like what player's into fantasy football? Like, probably no one more than myself as far as like giving community uh, feedback and actually like being a part of it. So I think there's just benef- more more benefits to having me on your team than just all the points I'm going to score you. But if you shaded me in week two, I, I forgive you because uh, you were a little skeptical of my play, which is all right. But guess what? You're going to have to live with the consequences in the long term and see how it plays out because it's a long season. We don't, we're not just playing in two weeks. You know, we're not even just playing 10 weeks. You know, we got we got 17 games, 18 weeks. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot of time that, you know, I would have I would have waited. I would have been a little bit more patient. Like, yeah. you know, what? you know, Austin's on a, you know, explosive offense. Let's see how they're doing. You know, we haven't been as explosive, but I've still been, you know, carrying the rock for us and making sure uh, we're moving the sticks and getting in the end zone again. So, yeah, I, I can see why you're regretting it. Not to, um, you know, defend Dennis here because I wouldn't have made this trade. Uh, I, and I am su- I'm almost patient to a fault with my fantasy trades because I just cling to a lot of what I think is going to happen in the preseason sometimes too often for certain guys but with you it's obviously worked out if you hang on to Austin through a you know slow start to the season first first two weeks of the show every single time I feel like we're in here like all right Austin like what's the deal with the the backfield (laughs) split we got three guys out there I don't want to I don't want to ask him this question but here I am asking him this question um so that's like where Dennis's mindset is but yeah Debo is also a good example of what we talk about where this year is not last year. You know, like Dennis says here, I think he's going to have the same output as last year because, you know, Jimmy G's coming back as a quarterback for Trey Lance after the injury. But mm-hmm. there is almost no way Debo was going to replicate what he did last year as a rusher and a receiver. And then they go out and you can't see this stuff coming, but then they no. go out and they trade for Christian McCaffrey. And it's like, well, shoot, now he de- he's definitely not going to be doing yeah. the same things he did last year. Yeah. And man, I mean, I get it. There's, there's a lot of, I guess, skepticism, right, around both of us at the time, right? Okay, maybe he made some arguments that he's like, oh, he likes Debo. Debo's this guy. If Debo's your guy, you thought he was going to do whatever you thought he was going to do, go for it, man. Go for it. That's one of the the greatest parts of fantasy is you can go get the guys that you like. You know, just ended up working out for you. Like, you could have gone the other way. We could have had some crazy thing and maybe I haven't gotten in the end zone and I'm struggling or whatever it could have been. Like, you can't see that. None of us can uh, but just know where my mind's at when it comes to playing the game of football and all the things that I play for, all the different reasons. Um, and so I feel like that carries a little bit of weight with me, and I, I express that to you so you guys can feel my passion, my energy for all the different reasons when it talks it comes to personal, you know, community, and then for my team as well. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, man, I, good. I think it, I think it makes you a good <laughs> fantasy pick in addition to what you actually do on the field that we get to kind of hear from you a lot of insight and you've given us a pl- plenty of stuff through both uh, of the the seasons you've been on the show like uh, you know recommendations about teammates stuff like that like we're gonna you talk about Josh Palmer uh, when we get to the Rain Wilson interview you know there's a lot of stuff there um, last question here in the mailbag and this one just I, I just want to follow it up on something you talked about in last week's mailbag where you said like you know, building a team through the draft, like, you know, hmm, like kind of, you're kind of skeptical of that. And it's a good topic today because we're at the NFL trade deadline and we've got 
like teams moving draft picks and, and stuff like that. The Bears traded for Chase Claypool. The Steelers get a second round pick back. Um, I think that's a pretty big win for Chase Claypool as a fantasy player because he's going to a pretty still wide open depth chart there in Chicago. And but Steelers clearly looking for the future. They probably don't see Chase Claypool as a guy of their future. They get a second round pick. Vikings traded within their own division. I'm curious what you think about this. Vikings traded within their own division. Uh, yeah. They get they traded a second and a third to get TJ Hawkinson and a couple of fourth round picks. Um, the f- future years and all that stuff with the picks, whatever. But what would you think if like <laughs> you want to if the Chargers if like trade hey, someone to like the Chiefs or something? Yeah, like, like that. hey Kansas City, we're gonna send you a <laughs> yeah. pretty solid player, yeah. but we're gonna get some draft picks in return. Uh, I, I honestly don't even know what to say to that. I. I I don't like that at all. Mm. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's like, oh, so we're giving it. Who do they trade to? They traded to. Um, the, the Lions traded TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. They're both in the NFC. To North. the Ob- Vikings. Obviously, look, the Vikings are in first place. This would be more like the Raiders trading to the Chiefs because the, the yeah. Lions are not going to win yeah. the NFC North this year, m- most likely. Very, Excuse me. Very likely not going to win the NFC North. Yes. And, and the Vikings are currently the first place team in the division. But it, it, just going back to this draft thing, man, like. Here's the thing with draft picks, like it's such a gamble. I feel like you know it's such a gamble when you're trying to build through draft picks. I get it. Like you think that's gonna you're gonna get the players that you want. Your coach is gonna have an opportunity to get the players that they like. But even then, like when I think of just rookie classes coming in, it's like okay, like let's see who's gonna be able to play this year because there's so yeah. many guys with so much experience, so much knowledge that is so valuable, right? That allows coaches to trust these types of people on the field. Rookies aren't just coming in typically and making a big impact right away. If you do, then that's very, that's, I feel like it's pretty rare um, unless you're a first, second rounder that are coming in making a huge impact immediately. Um, think of all the rookies that come in every single year and how many that you really hear about. Not not really many, right? Who do you hear about? You hear the guys that have been established. You hear about the guys that have continued to put up points and show that they can play. And it takes it takes years for that to actually accumulate so you can be a predominant player in this league. So if you're trying to build your team, I feel like it's really through that. It's through bringing in some veterans. Sure, you can have some young guys here and there. And so, but really, I think what's going to lead that team is is the vets that you have on that team. And then especially on offense, we got to talk about quarterbacks. Like, yeah, that that's what it comes down to in the in the end. You got sure you have to have skill positions on in the O line um, to actually protect him, but really you got to have a quarterback or your shots are are pretty limited as far as making a run in the playoffs. You yeah, know, so. and some of these teams, I think they're like I think Detroit is accumulating a lot of draft capital to potentially, although they might have the number one pick, they might not have to move up for a quarterback. Like they're they they might be stacking that deck. Maybe there's like a disgruntled veteran, you know. I mean, it hasn't worked out for the Denver Broncos, but you know, like a Russell Wilson type trade, like, Oh, this guy's unhappiness, current environment. Let's ship up a bunch of draft picks and get him in the building, yeah. whatever, because they have some good off. Well, they just traded one of their good offensive players, but like they have Amon Ross St. Brown. They got Deandre Swift. They got Jamal Williams in the backfield. Like they've got some dudes there. That's been crazy to me too. Some of these drafts where, or some of these trades where you're trading away some of your best offensive players. And are you trying to rebuild or yeah. like, I'm curious. I would love to hear the strategy on that. Well, the Lions, yes, they're trying to rebuild, but I think a good comparison is like the AJ Brown trade uh, with the Tennessee Titans in the offseason. Obviously, AJ's 
just crushing it with the Eagles, right? And the Titans are still really good. So it's like, are they rebuilding or are you still you still trying to win the AFC South? Because they they might they're probably gonna win that damn thing this year. But <sighs> have you ever seen the show? Have you ever seen Family Guy? I've seen Family Guy, yes. Yeah, I I haven't watched it in years, but um Dan Hansis from around the Around the NFL podcast, NFL Network, he made a really good uh, comparison after the AJ Brown trade. There's a scene like early in Family Guy, and that's how I know because I haven't watched since like the early seasons where um they like win a pro they win a boat or whatever and and then they go into the guy like to give him the boat. And he's like, Oh, or you could pick the mystery box. And, and I think, and Peter says to Lo- Lois, like, we, no, we'll just take the boat. And Peter's like, no, we got to take the mystery box. Mystery box could be anything. Like it could even be a boat. And, and that's kind of how sometimes these, these trades go. Um, you yes. know, it's like, oh, let's, yes. trade, let's trade AJ Brown for a first round pick. We're going to take a receiver. It might, he might even be as good as AJ Brown. It's like, we could have yeah. just paid AJ Brown. <laughs> right. Right. So, man, I don't know. It, there's so many different factors too, right? Are they, are they saving up so they can have young guys that have more caps? Space to do bigger trades in the offseason or acquire, you know, some of these veterans that they're looking for. You got to have vets on the team. Yeah. Man, if, if you're going to try to actually make a run, like you, you have to. That's how this league works. Um, and so, man, yeah, it's it's wild. But there's, so, like I said, there's so many different scenarios. So I can't really like dive into like this is exactly for what's sure. happening. But it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, you know, undoubtedly. No doubt. I love hearing like a, a current player and like what your thought would be. So that's really invaluable stuff there. We got to get to Rain Wilson. Oh, I'm so excited for this interview. I'm a, I, I'm a huge office dork. I, I, it's like my favorite show of all time. So I am ready <sighs> to get to the Rain Wilson interview. Let's do it. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right, now joining Eckler's Edge, it's Rain Wilson, star of The Office and the upcoming movie Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Rain Wilson, I am so excited to welcome you to the show. Welcome back for season two of Eckler's Edge. I love it. I love it. Although, why not call it uh, Harmon's Hedge? <laughs> Eckler's Edge and Harmon's Hedge. That would we will, be uh, we will very consider fitting. It. <laughs> Good to be back. Big big fans of both years. Um, love all the fantasy knowledge I've been getting from you, Matt, over the years. I don't know if you knew this, but I was, am a longtime fan and listener. No, I had no idea. Um, to even some of your more obscure radio shows. Um, oh wow! And, Wait, I don't know about these. Wait a yeah. minute. And um, so obscure radio shows. Didn't you have like a radio show like on Sirius or something like that? I have been on Sirius a handful of times. Wow. I do also. Yeah. You know, Austin, you and I have talked about this. You are out there having, you know, various podcast affairs. You are not exclusive to this entity. I am also not exclusive to this entity. Okay. So uh, right. uh, I'm out there in, in a few other places. And and all that's right. really cool. Rain, thank <laughs> you. It's a it's a it's an honor for you to say that I've uh, I'm a huge fan of The Office and uh, I've watched the show probably 500 times. So wow. I appreciate the mutual love here. <laughs> that's great. And Austin, as you know, you're in my keeper league. Um, you're killing it this well. year, um, obviously, and 
but I, I was saying before we started recording, like I was really amazed because I saw a video about you and your history. I knew nothing about your background. Undrafted draft pick from like the tiniest, most obscure college. You were like from East Montana State Technical <laughs> College or something like that yeah. and yeah. broke every record. I don't even remember, but um, uh, congrats yeah. on all your on, on your success and hope, really you, hope you guys that. make the playoffs. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, you know, I have a couple questions for you. Following last year, curious how your team ended up, the one that you traded me on. How did the season go for you last year? How did, uh, how did it end up? Ah, not, <laughs> not good. Not good. Not good. Not uh, guess good. what? I lost all around. Although um, my team this year called Illegal Use of Hands. Okay. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Um, is in first place. I'm currently in first place, and you're my starting running nice. back. So congrats right, on that. So we'll we'll see yeah, how hey, that well, goes. I'm gonna we'll keep doing my best goes. to carry you to the promised land. Let's get it done. All right, all right, yes. And my other league, the Office Fantasy Football League, my team is known as Satan's Ballerinas. <laughs> um, I'm in I'm in twelfth place. Oh, and twelve twelve mm-hmm. out of twelve. But here's the deal. I have more points than the second place oh, person. And this is what drives yeah, yeah. me crazy about yeah. fantasy. Yeah, that is frustrating. Absolutely. You're always playing the team that just decides to pop off. And then you happen to be playing them. Yep. And it keeps you yeah, down. Yeah. This last week, I got like 136 points and lost wow. to the guy who got 152 wow. points. <laughs> um, yeah, it is last brutal. week was a tough brutal. week because we had so many people popping off. It's like, Oh, if you went against, uh, and I have yeah. like Christian McCaffrey on some of my teams, and you know he got like forty points, and I still lost because like mm. I went against someone with Pollard mm. and Alvin Kamara, who both found the end zone a bunch of times. So it's like sometimes it happens like that, and you know we don't want to admit we all want to try to think we're the smartest person in the room with fantasy, but sometimes like you got to get lucky too, and you got to line up t- yeah. just like life, Austin. You got to have like it, the timing's got to line up. There is a luck factor that plays a part into all of our lives in all different aspects. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But with Keenan and um, Mike Williams out on the Chargers, I think they're going to be looking for some more help at wide receiver. And I just want to know if there's uh, some kind of open call or yeah, if you accept, you know, if, if do I, you audition, you try out. What do you call that? Yeah, I guess it's a, a tryout, I um, guess, that we'll have, you know, for bringing in people. We're actually bringing out right. some of the people in our practice squad that have been around, right? So we have people that are stepping up there. And then, you know, Josh Palmer is the guy that I vocally said I would be picking up on my fantasy team if you could because he'll, he'll – Yeah, he's solid. Yeah. He is, he's solid. Even with those other two great receivers on the team, yeah. he's pretty pretty. And he's going to have to be for us now because, you know, like you said, uh, you know, Mike has that ankle sprain, so he's got an opportunity to step up into a role. Austin, do you think that Josh fits in better a little bit with like, like I think he kind of like skill set wise, stylistically is more like a Mike Williams type. So if he's stepping into that role, I feel like it's almost kind of a better fit for him. And I don't know, maybe Rain, are you actually trying to audition for uh, trying to, you know, try out for the Chargers wide receiver spot? Like maybe the slot guy there? I am. How hard could it be? I mean, I mean, it's not, I mean, with Justin Herbert, I mean, he hits you on your fingertips, man. It's like it's it's that's right. It's not no, that it's hard. Not. It's just like run five steps this way, turn this way, that's catch it. the ball. Like it's that's not. It. You got it. You got hard, it down. So. I pick you up, Rain. 
I'm gonna let you know right now. I'd pick you up on my fantasy okay. team if you were out there. Because right. I think I got some promise okay. in you for sure. <laughs> Very good. I'm I'm Wiley. Uh, that, we need that. We definitely need that. Yeah, that's a good skill. Yeah, that's a good yeah. skill. Yeah. Good skill. Awesome. That's a good skill to have. Finding the holes in zones. You got to be Wiley. Well, so Rain, on the team that you have Austin on, you're in. You're, you said you're in first place. So who el- who else do we have yes. on the squad then? In that case, well, I go between uh, Tua and Herbert. I lucked out with two great quarterbacks, mm. so I have some uh, great choices there. And I've got um, um, uh, Waddle has been a beast. Yeah. Um, I picked up Garrett Wilson on the wire. And um, I've had Mark Andrews, who has been this last week. He sucked, but he's normally pretty great. And um, and then, uh, you know, I kind of struggle. Uh, I lost uh, Corderell Patterson to injury. He was doing pretty well. Edwards Hilaire is is kind of fading. Mm. So um, I picked up Kenyon Drake, who's up and down. I don't know. It's 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 a t- I have some really solid players, but then it's it's a lot of patchwork, you yeah. know, in some of the supporting slots. Yeah, you might you might have some trade equity there too at the at the quarterback spot. I don't know about you. I've been Matt. trying. I've been trying. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I just I just tried to make a trade to a guy um, who's r- rolling with Daniel Jones mm. as his starting QB. Did not and go so well last week. <laughs> no, and um, I offered him, uh, I'm sorry, Austin, I offered him Herbert and oh, Hilaire. Good. You for traded Damian, me. I for expect Damian anything Pierce. from you. <laughs> 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 for, yeah, Damian Pierce. I was trying to get Damian Pierce, who's yeah. uh, solid week after week, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, he didn't bite. Mm. So. All right. Well, I like it. I like the strat, though. You're you're shopping them around for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Making the run. Uh, I'm curious. What's the? Uh, is there a? Is there a punishment for getting last in, in any of your leagues? Um, do you have? Yes. We uh, we get to name. We get to name the the loser. The, we get to name collectively name the losers team. Ah, nice. I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Uh huh. What mm-hmm. was the What was the name for this for this last year? I guess. Is loser. What um, did you name them? Marjorie Taylor Green. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Nice. I already, I already, is that a Marjorie reference? Ta- that is that a political yes. reference, that is, Austin. Okay. She okay. is, uh, um, yes, one of the most backwards and horrific uh, senators or Congress people from the state of Georgia. Um uh and maybe racist too i might add um Rash. and so there's a deeper the, meeting there so okay. the uh yeah so our last place team member has to suffer through the year with her wow. as his teammate brutal yeah. that's, that's brutal yeah that's not great wow. that's not ideal uh i do know rain you're also a legendary like trash talker now i know this from the show last year i also have heard almost everybody you know i listened to a few of the the Brian Baumgartner's uh, podcast about the office, uh, though he's transitioned now, I think, to doing like more beyond just the office. I've also listened to the office ladies with uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela. Like, so now, but now you're in last place in the office league. Like, how are you trying to keep that within, man? I've given I've given up hope. I've given up all hope. <laughs> well, you can't give up hope. Yeah. It's only week nine. Like, there's still some time to go to at least get out of the basement. I'm in 12th place. I'm done for. For this point, you just play not to get last. 
Yeah, that's that would be nice. That would be nice. Oh, both leagues have a thing where you have to donate extra money to charity if you're in last place, which I don't mind doing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd love to not be in the basement. And I, I, it's a pretty solid team. I don't understand how this is a last place team. It absolutely drives me crazy. I'm bringing up here my Yahoo. Jalen Hurts, Cortland Sutton, Lockett, oh. Tony Pollard, Waller. Um, uh, Waller's been killing you. Swift and Dalvin Cook. And I'm in last place. It makes no sense. Well, you've had some you've had some bad injury luck. Uh, Swift's been injured. Waller's been injured. You know, that, that happens, too. It's like you draft a great team and then and then you get a guy like Cortland Sutton. It's like, oh, I'm relying on Sutton week out, week, week in and week out. And then all of a sudden, yeah. like he has like 15 yards total, not average, like 15 yards per game, 15 yards total in his last yeah. three games. Not ideal. Yeah. Ugh. yeah, that's, that's brutal. That's true. That's brutal. So, Rain, tell us about um, Weird. It's streaming uh, for free on the Roku channel uh, starting November 4th. That's this Friday. It's coming up. Tell the folks about it. Yeah, yeah. No, this this movie, I have never been a part of a movie that has this much buzz and excitement around it. And the great thing about this is, so it's a comedic biopic of Weird Al Yankovic. So it's kind of like Airplane in that it's a send-up of biopics, you know? Um, but Al has more fans than you'd ever possibly know. I mean, Weird Al has fans that are nine years old and are 90 years old. (laughs) I mean, everyone loves Weird Al. He's an icon. And this really captures the spirit of Weird Al, of his humor. It's something that we need right now. These are dark and difficult times. And um, the election is right around the corner and uh, all kinds of uh, crazy stuff happening and this just it makes you laugh it just unabashedly makes you laugh it's the whole premise is what if weird al was the most famous musician in the history of america so in it he's dating madonna he's opening madison square garden he's like wow you know more famous than the president and you know and just like VH1's behind the music, like it's all that, you know, the rocket to fame and then the drug and alcohol fueled, you know, descent into madness. Um, oh, but all with some of Weird Al's best songs being sung along the way. And I got to say, Daniel Radcliffe, a.k.a. Harry Potter, as the lead playing Al is mm. he's fantastic. He's so committed to the role. He learned the accordion. He learned all the songs. Wow. And um, he's really uh, he's really uh, amazing in it. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to watch that. I feel, you know, I'm a big Harry Potter dork as well. Um, but, like, my wife and I watched the show Miracle Workers with Daniel Radcliffe on, on HBO. And we yeah. were blown away by how hilarious he is in that in that show like yeah he's angela's in the show as well in the first season which was i still think the best season so i can't wait to watch it and that's like right my target demographic that's for sure like dork boys who grew up in the 90s like we were all weird yep. Al fans so yeah I'm, I'm the target audience i will definitely be streaming that <laughs> and i'm a dork boy who grew up in the 80s and even more so like another one rides the bus and eat it and um oh, yeah. Uh, it it kind of defined my nerdiness. Uh, so I'm so thrilled to be a part of it. I played Dr. Demento in the movie. Dr. Demento, of course, discovered Weird Al and put him on the radio for the first time. And the pretty famous radio DJ who played all kinds of eclectic comedic uh, musical 
songs and and uh, shows and whatnot. So, um, it's super fun to be a part of. Uh, awesome. Super fun, yeah. Well, awesome. we can't we can't wait to check it out. Rain, thanks so much for joining the show. This has been awesome. Can't wait to have you back next year. Good luck the rest of the fantasy season, man. If you if if you ever need anything, you just hit us up. We'll we'll try to we'll try to help Absolutely. you out the rest of the way if you need. I'm gonna anything. take you up on that. Okay. Well, wait a second. Do I have a Do I have a minute here? Yeah, go for it. You're gonna give me some fantasy advice. Let's get it. Let's get in there. That's what. That's what the. That's what the the checks are signed for. So. Oh, this is tough here. Okay, who do I start? Kenyon Drake, Duvernay. I love that kid's talent. He's talented. Wow, Uh, but he's not being used quite as effectively as he could. And Algier. I don't know how to pronounce his name. The running back from Atlanta. They're they're number two or three running back. Yeah, is pretty solid. Algiers so playing the Chargers th- uh, this week, Austin. What do you think about your yeah. run defense against the Chargers running back? Uh, Matt, I'll let you talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no. No um, comment. If, Conflict if Gus, of interest. If, if Gus Edwards doesn't play, then you got. I think you got to play Kenyon Drake. But yeah. if, if Gus Edwards goes out there, and I got Gus Edwards on a couple teams, so I need him to play, uh, then I think you could play Duvernay because Rashad Bateman's going to miss a couple of weeks, uh, maybe multiple weeks here. And I, I'm with you. I like Duvernay as like a gadget uh, design touches guy who also gets a little bit of burn down the field. So I feel like, again, no Gus Edwards. I go Kenyon Drake. Then I go uh, Duvernay, though, if Gus Edwards is out there. That's good, good, good. I love it. That's very helpful. Excellent. Hey, that's what I'm here for, man. That's what Austin's here for as well. We appreciate you joining the show, man. Yes, always a pleasure, Rain. Thank you so much, man. Check out Weird on the Roku channel. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thanks, Rain. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye, everyone. All right, Austin. That was great. Awesome episode. Um, Despite I had, nobody knows this, but I had like four or five technical issues during this uh, recording. But hey, you never, hopefully you never know that on the back end. That's a, that's all Lord podcast producer John's uh, problems, (laughs) not our problems, but great show, man. That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love the energy today. You know, I feel like we had, we had peak energy today. Rain came in and had great energy as well. Always look forward to this and uh, hopefully you guys grab some value from this today. Um, and hope you guys are still grinding out there, working towards a better version of yourselves. Hell yeah. Well, that is going to do it for us. Shout out to Rain Wilson for joining us. Shout out to Austin every week for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter or Instagram at Austin Eckler. You can follow me at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there, make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. I, I'll be back, I guess, with Dalton Doug Don tomorrow. I mean, after Rain Wilson said he's uh, like a fan of my stuff, I don't really know what else I'm doing here. Like, I can retire. I'm good with this. Like, I'm I'm set with the whole fantasy thing. No, but for real, I'll be back with Dalton Del Don tomorrow for Stat Nerd Thursday. Until then, we're out. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.